to She Who Overcomes, the podcast where we help you transform your life, leadership, and career. I'm Mandy B. Anderson. And I'm Rachel Perman, and we are your hosts. We believe that what you've overcome makes you a leader. With a little help from two experienced coaches, that's us, you'll find the clarity and direction that you need to rise up, lead well, and live with intention. You were born to be an overcomer. So grab your coffee and let's hang out. overcomers welcome back to another episode and we are so excited to actually be here together this week after like four weeks of solo episodes yeah you guys are probably wondering are we ever gonna not do a solo episode because it was quite a few in a row it was it really was so we thought because this episode is coming out on memorial day that we would do more of a lighthearted, fun episode and we're kind of bringing it back to the we recommend series Mm -hmm. and today we have three fiction books that we loved. So we have one that both of us have read, Mm -hmm. and then we each have different ones that neither one of us have read that we wanted to share with you. So Rachel, what is the first book that we're sharing? So first book is The Enlightenment of Bees, and that is by Rachel Linden. And if that sounds familiar, it's because she's actually been on the She Who Overcomes podcast. Uh, Mandy interviewed her. I don't even know what episode it was, but yeah, we can I'm put looking that, that in up the show right notes too um, for you guys to find it because uh, she came onto the show, so shared some stories and some background to the book and kind of her whole process of how mm-hmm. you know she became an author and you know getting the book out into the world and multiple books out into the world and what happens in that process. So if you're curious... Um, That's definitely an episode to check out if you missed it. It is. It's episode 78 with Rachel Linden. And I know why, like, I think I shared in that episode a lot of the reasons why I loved the book. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just so whimsical and also has such a great story behind it. But I want to know, like, what was your, what were some of your favorite parts of that book? Um, I, I loved it because it was such an easy read. Like you, you hear a lot of people who love books that they have like the books they read over the summer or, you know, these simple, quick and easy reads where you just feel good reading it. And it's a story that literally resolves in one book because I'm a huge fan of fandoms and like, you know, the longer the book series, the better. So it's very rare for me to read a book that's only like one only and there's not going to be a sequel or anything like that. So for me, it was like, hey, this is really simple. This is um, not simple, like as far as her writing goes, but like simple to read. Like you can just sit down with that mm-hmm. book um, and you kind of just fall right into the story. I I think I loved it probably the most, though, because that her main character is so easily relatable mm-hmm. um, and her struggle of trying to figure out what she's supposed to do in this world mm-hmm. and whether or not her dreams are big enough or worthy enough. Um, it, it's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting storyline. I think a lot of people can relate to when it comes to whether or not you're a business owner or an entrepreneur um, and going through that whole process of, you know, what is my calling and my purpose in this world? And is it good enough mm-hmm. um, for people? It's a great love story. It too. is. It really is. And I think I think we should touch on that because you said a simple, like not her writing, just the story. And yes. her writing is actually like she brings in, in some pretty deep concepts Mm -hmm. in a very um, matter-of-fact yet easy-to-digest way. Right, because in the book, she's talking about war zones. She's Uh talking about 
um, you know, people that are fleeing countries and, you know, what happens mm-hmm. when they get to a border and all of these things. So it's not easy topics necessarily. Um, but I love the fact that there's resolution in one mm-hmm. book and you don't have to like wait for the next book to come out or you just have this like cliffhanger at the end. Um, yeah. And I, I think the way that she weaves in these harder topics mm-hmm. into a story we can relate to, even if we've never been a part of, you know, the journey that Mia goes on. Um, do you say Mia or Maya? It's it's Mia. Is it Mia? Yeah. Okay. Yep. After talking with her, it's Mia. Yeah, I thought so. Yep. So I was like, I, I say her name Mia, but I don't remember why, because it's spelled... I think it's MIA. Yeah. <laughs> That's, Which, it's not missing in action. No. Um, I think it is Mia, though. Yeah. Okay. So it, I thought it was just really interesting. I, um, her character development is really so cool good, too. right? Yeah. Yeah. And she shows so many different um, types of characters. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love how the um, Beyonce at the beginning of the story, like, I love the, the realness mm-hmm. of lack of of maturity and um depth mm-hmm. that his character has because i think that that is just a very real picture of where we are sometimes at our life mm-hmm. um i i just i loved it all i loved i i can't remember the other character's name but one of the gals who's like the rock star and she's struggling with yes. like addiction and some yep. of this stuff and she's on the same team as mia when they go overseas um, I love how that was shown and just how these different characters start connecting and growing closer that mm-hmm. people you probably wouldn't have ever put together mm-hmm. if like, let's say they had grown up in high school together. Right. Right. But yet, because they're on this mission trip for a couple of weeks, they get, they get a chance to experience some really hard things together and mm-hmm. that's how they grow closer. And I just loved it all. I loved it all so much. <laughs> We definitely recommend it. And I have to read this because uh, one of our clients and and longtime friends, um, Jen, she read, she picked up this book at the Mm -hmm. library after hearing episode 78. And um, I think that's what it was. Yeah. She said, she posted this on Facebook and she tagged me and the She Overcomes podcast page. She said, there's not much more that I value in this world than the heartfelt suggestion of a friend. Make it a book suggestion, and I'm pretty much on cloud nine. <laughs> Thank you, Mandy B. Anderson, for this suggestion from the She Who Overcomes podcast. This is exactly the type of novel I need in my life right now. So, yep. yeah. And she. this looks like it was a hardcover edition. It does. The one that she has pictured there. Yeah. The, the seam on there looks Yeah, a from the library, which I was like, I wonder if this comes in a hardcover. And it I love that she says what I need right now, because I yes. think there are books that especially fiction books yes um that you need in the moment for whatever it is you're going through and i think for a lot of us what i noticed so here's a funny story okay. when, when mandy was like let's do our favorite books all i could think was i haven't read a book in like right a year because what i needed was mm-hmm. not necessarily sitting down and reading and i think um it's something we don't generally talk about a lot right. with mental health but i have a hard time focusing Mm -hmm. Um, when my mental health is not really plummeting, but when I'm having struggles with it, Mm -hmm. um, I have a hard time focusing on a book. So when it's a book that has a lot of characters, a lot of storylines, it's, you know, three to five to 10, you know, books long, Mm -hmm. that's an investment. And I think when it comes to books like this, you need to have both in your life because 
if you're a fiction reader, it's great to get lost in a really long story arc mm-hmm. and all of these things. But also sometimes you just need to read a book that you can get through without like having to really concentrate on what they yeah. said or don't forget this person or, you know, whatever is going on. And I think for me, this is kind of mm-hmm. my first jump into a non-series fiction book. Yeah, um, and it was mine too. At first, I was like, this doesn't seem very deep compared to what I usually read. But I was like, I devoured it in like a week, which is right? different. That's a than, long, that's like a quick time for you. Yes, it is. And so I was like, I don't have any books that I've read because honestly, last year I was doing a lot more listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. um, doing things like that. And yeah, it was a great fiction book for me to jump mm-hmm. back into fiction yes. uh, without a lot of emotional investment. So, okay, the first book that we loved that was a fiction book was The Enlightenment of Bees by Rachel Linden. Um, The second book that we want to share with you today is um, my recommendation. And this is The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by, um, is it Suzanne Collins? The Hunger Games gal. So this is basically a Hunger Games prequel. And you haven't read it, have you? I have not read it yet. Um, So I love it. Because, first of all, I love The Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. But the thing about this book is it's a little bit slow going because it gives you so much backstory as to how The Hunger Games got started in the first place. And so this takes place after about 10 years from when the, um, the, let's see, from when the revolution happens the first time around. And so you're 10 years away from, you know... The whole utopia that's or dystopia that's that's set up in the Hunger Games is started. Mm -hmm. So at this point, the Hunger Games don't have the pageantry. And what you find out is that the pageantry of it actually happens because President Snow, he's you know, he's a young kid Mm -hmm. who has to go through um, being a uh, a mentor like the, he is the set of mentors the so first set of mentors for the games of him going as being a tribute or is it after he's that? he's not a tribute he's never he's he's a mentor to the tributes okay. and they're the first mentors to okay. the tributes so and he so, was never actually a tribute no he was never okay. a tribute and the whole reason why the whole pageantry of it happens is because of his suggestion mm-hmm. and something that he realizes needs to happen so that the districts care about this because the districts were so poor that they didn't they didn't they couldn't watch the games mm-hmm. they didn't really care they just knew that once these kids went off to be tributes they're probably never coming home right like it wasn't this big thing where they were forced to watch it like in the hunger games so um and this is about i i think it's about 55 no it would be about 60 years prior 60 to 65 years prior to when the Hunger Games book starts, mm-hmm. like the first one. And so um, it's fascinating because you get to see, like, I spent the majority of this book actually really liking Snow mm. and wondering, like, what happens to him to make him so horrible? Right. And he, like, he goes through this process of getting really close to one of the tributes from District 12. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, the you know how in the the Hunger Games Mockingjay um how Snow really hates it when, and you see this more in the um, in the movies than in the book, mm-hmm. but how Snow really hates it when Katniss is singing the Hanging Tree song. Oh, yeah. There's a reason for that. And it's because of the experience he has with, a, with 
his who ends up being his tribute when he's a mentor. Mm-hmm. And so you get to see this backstory that is kind of an underlying feeling in all of the the like the Hunger Games original books, but you don't really know why. Mm-hmm. And so you get to go deeply into the why. Okay. And you get to see Snow experience love and what he does with it. And there is a moment in this book where I had to read this chapter three times because he's, <laughs> he's like, he switches from one version to another version of himself so quickly mm-hmm. that your head spins. And it's like, wait a minute, where did that come from? Right. So it's, it's fascinating. If you love the Hunger Games, you got to read this book if you haven't, because it's, it's pretty, it's pretty good. And um, you find out that uh, Tigris. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm trying not to give spoilers, but this is <laughs> this isn't a huge spoiler. But you you know, Tigris is a character that was a what was she? She was um a designer yes. or stylist, stylist in the games. Yep. And so you you meet her in the book and in the movie in um Mocking Jay. Mm-hmm. But you don't really know much about her other than she has this one line about how she used to work for Snow. Mm-hmm. What you find out is she's actually his cousin. Okay. And she grew up with him. Right. And so it's just this fascinating dynamic of what has happened in this world, mm-hmm. specifically through like three families. Mm-hmm. And so, it, yeah, I just, I loved it. I kind of need to read it again because I read it so fast. I mean, it's a big book and I read it in a week. Mm-hmm. I, I think because, you know, I was going through some things in 2020, <laughs> weren't we all? And it was like in the loneliness of 2020, I just was so thankful for another Hunger Games book because 2020 felt like 2012 to me when I first read the yep. Hunger Games. So it was a good book to dive back into. But it's definitely one I'm going to have to read a couple more times because of the um, there's so much in it mm-hmm. that you miss. And I think reading that and then diving into the Hunger Games would be a fascinating experience because I love, like, I love the Shadowhunter books and how they have the prequels yes. and yep. all of that. So it, it's fascinating to dive into it. So that's the one that I would recommend. Okay. I love a prequel too. Um, right? You, and I, I mean, this is me geeking out and trying not to geek out too much. I information about a backstory and why characters yes. are the way that they are, especially if it wasn't part of the mm-hmm. original books. Um, so. And I love watching you talk about oh, books. Like if you if you if you're like a book lover and you get together <laughs> with other book lovers and it's like the excitement, like a mm-hmm. new child has come into your life. And you're like, like this book. Oh my gosh, Rachel, <laughs> this is the reason why they did this in this book, but we didn't know that because the prequel wasn't out right, yet. Right. So yeah, I get awesome. in. I really get into it. I need to find other people to talk to about it who <laughs> understand the story. Club. I do because Nate doesn't care. <laughs> And he does not share the enthusiasm that I do. So for just real quick bunny trail before we wrap up with your your third recommendation. So my cousins from Colorado, um, one of them was here with her with her husband and their kids. Mm-hmm. And I forget that she also loves the Shadowhunter books, which I'm not recommending any of that for this list. However, if you want to dive into all 12 plus of them, do it, do it, do it, because it's fascinating. But anyway, I forgot that she loves this. And so we were sitting at my mom's kitchen table talking about the Shadowhunters and the newest books coming out. And oh my gosh, what did you think about this? And I haven't had anybody to talk to about this because you haven't read all of them yet. No, I, I have not. I've Nate, read the original yeah, ones and the prequel. And the yeah, and now there's like a second pre, like a right. It's just a whole like hundred year span of 
or 200 year span of, of That's families. a lot of books to it's write if of, you're, you're covering 200 years. Right. <laughs> it is. And it's just my favorite and um, one of my favorites. And um, Nate doesn't get into any of it. So he doesn't know. So here I am sitting at the kitchen table with my cousin and we are just going back and forth and going back and forth. And we're like, oh my gosh. And all of a sudden my mom come by, comes by and she's like, I just love hearing all of this chatter. And I'm like, I know, you don't know what any of it is about. And she goes, no, but the excitement you two have right now is just fun. Yeah, it's contagious. Um, so even if you don't know the book. Right. I think it's funny, too, that Nate um, doesn't like fandoms. Um, Not at all. My husband is a big fan of fandoms. Uh, and I can usually convince him to join just yes. about any fandom that I want to be a part of. Because um, he loves fiction as well yeah. so i wish i wish that nate did he will get he picks super long biographies to yeah. read which <laughs> floors me because they take forever to read like he gets the big ones right i think it took him a year or two to read the abraham like a huge biography about abraham lincoln and now he's reading one, one about book, alexander hamilton <laughs> yeah it was it was a big it's like a thousand page book right that's insane yeah but okay, what's your final recommendation? Okay, so my final recommendation is the Wheel of Time series, and it's a series by uh, Robert Jordan. And I I love to talk about this one because it's not one of the most well known um, ones since kind of you know like teen fiction has come right. out. A lot of the classics that kind of started the genre are not talked about nearly as much. Um, and the Wheel of Time series is actually a series that was recommended to me years ago by my husband um back when we were friends and it was uh it was a series that he had read through and he was like i think you would love this one so it's very on the vein of tolkien where they set up a whole world mm -hmm. um and its own language its own people all of these kinds of things and i did read through tolkien and a lot of the other classics that kind of started this but um this is not a sit down easy read like this is 14 books um and they're not small books like the mm -hmm. first time i read it it probably took me about a year and a half to get completely through the whole series because some of the books in the middle are a lot of setup for what's going to happen at the end and sometimes i was like i this is like boring this book is <laughs> this book is boring and josh was like you just got to keep reading because it matters and um, there is no real prequel because he really explains all the things in the book. And the interesting thing I find about um, this series is there are there's a huge fandom for it, which is always fun. Mm -hmm. um, but Robert Jordan actually died before the final book was written. He was really? in the middle of the final book. And because he'd been doing this literally, I mean, I'd have to probably look it up again, but I think it was decades that he was planning the book together. And it was him and his wife that really went through all the character development and mm -hmm. it, she didn't write it, but like she was all in. And so he left all of these notes on what the, like how the series was supposed to end. So there was no question. So when you read that final book, it's by a different author, but he actually had handpicked um, somebody to kind of know what else was going on. So um, I thought just his whole process mm -hmm. of writing just as an, an author, um, the character development and all of that. Now, Mandy's not jumped into this one because it is I have a not. major commitment. Um, and also because I read over your shoulder on the airplane one time several years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's not the type of writing that I personally could. I don't know. Maybe it was. I don't know if it was the, the book or the part of the book, but 
or because I didn't know what was going on in the book. Right. There's a lot of reasons, but you I was just kind of like fall in love snooze. with the characters yeah. first. <laughs> Um, because you probably were just coming in on, right? you know, that's why I said it's in the Tolkien vein. So there's a lot of explanation of the world itself, um, why things are the way that they are. Um, there's not a ton of dialogue. And I think yeah, for you, you like I a like lot more dialogue. dialogue. Yes. I, this one for me was easier to read than Tolkien because he loves explaining what something looks like for uh-huh. like 30 pages. And you're like, I understand the grass is green. Can we all move on? <laughs> um, so this was kind of a little bit. Like in between where there's a ton of dialogue and not as much setup on what things look like or feel like or why they are the way that they are. So I think the character development in it for me is one of my favorite things that he did and that um, it was really a journey between him and his wife. All of the books are dedicated to his wife. Um, A couple of them have made the New York Times list and there's actually, um, oh gosh, I can't remember now, but they are coming out with a series. It's not Netflix. But it's like Netflix. So they're coming out with, um, so I don't know if they're doing all 14 books or what they're doing. With I might it. dive into, if they're coming out with a TV series, I can maybe yes. dive into that. I, that's what I was going to say. Like, this is coming out. And if you kind of want to get your toes wet yeah. on, like, whether or not you want to dive into the backstory, because you know, with 14 books right. that are like huge, I think one of them is almost as big as that Lincoln book. Yeah. Um, that will help you kind of understand the characters and whether okay. or not you want to dive into the quest that is happening. I typically, whenever there's a book and a movie like together, mm-hmm. obviously we know the book came first, but I always like to watch the movie first so then I know what the characters look like. Okay. According to what's actually out in the world. Right. Otherwise, I just, I don't really get a salt, like I don't pay attention enough, mm-hmm. I think. To yep. really care. And this this book series, mm-hmm. why I love it is it's my favorite heroine of all time. Like okay. I, um, you know, the, there's a lot of heroines in books, especially like teen fiction and all mm-hmm. of that um, dystopian novels right. that I can see myself in. Um, but Egwene is the character that I saw myself so much. And um, so it's kind of like, they're not witches necessarily, but they do magic, but mm-hmm. they have a whole dreamland um, that they are a part of. So when they, there's a lot of emphasis on how they dream and what happens between like the good and the evil characters mm-hmm. that can come back and forth between their dreams. Um, and that was the first time I'd ever really read anything like that where, you know, I have a lot of prophetic type dreaming mm-hmm. that I do where I saw that in a book in a heroine and the way right. that she developed that gift. And um, I won't give any spoilers, but she's my, she's my absolute favorite heroine of all time. So. Well, I might just have to read it then to understand. <laughs> well, and it starts out with just a bunch favorite. of kids that get accidentally chosen for this quest that happens. And one of them was born into it and he kind of has to figure out why. Um, and really what they're trying to do is save the world from breaking again. And so it's it, it's kind of like, um, like a devil type character. And then yeah. he's got all of these other um, people that are trying to come back. They were like locked up into this big cage thing yeah and they couldn't control the world anymore and now they're coming back and well, so the quest is interested right so the quest is for rand to um like he's the one that's supposed to save the world from breaking again who's, who's your absolute favorite hero Egwene. Egwene, so okay. rand and Egwene grow up together and they end up on this quest together after their village is um their village is attacked do and they so- fall in love they're in love before they, <gasps> and so it's kind of a backwards love story on those two on how they figure out whether or not this is puppy love or if this is real. And like they both go on very separate 
quest pretty quickly in the book. I mean, this just sounds like a fictional she tale goes of on, Rachel and yeah, Josh. She, she goes on <laughs> to get training. It, it is in a lot of ways. So, um, no wonder you two love I it. I know. It's so good. But anyway, and I can't spoil it because I'm not going to no, tell you whether okay. or not they end up together or not in the end. But, um, if but there's, they don't, there's I'll a get lot. Mad. Well, there's a lot of other. I don't think you will. I, so I think then you're going to love the you way. You just told me. No, I don't. Like, um, it doesn't resolve okay. necessarily with that being the only love story. Okay. So there are three. So I guess there's six kids that leave together on this thing. Three guys, three girls, and they all kind of go through different quests in this world, and they uh-huh. get split up sometimes, and sometimes they're together. That's why there's so many books. Okay, is because it'll follow the characters where they're at and what they're doing. Okay, well, but there's love stories all over the place. Well, you've just kind of sold me on it because <laughs> I feel like this is the one story I like. I have yet to dive into yep. a series that only you have loved yes. so far, and I like to do this with my friends. Is you know, if I'm all in on our friendship, right. well, I'm going to read your series it again. So you, it's a good time for you to jump okay. in because, um, yeah, it is a coming of age story. It's a love story. It's, you know, a would you let me borrow story. the books or do I need to buy my own? Um, do you have, we have literally three different sets in our home because so, I had a set, <laughs> Josh had a set and now Eli, our okay. son is reading them. So and so I he has his own set. paper book set. Yes. There's, okay. there's hard covers to pick from. There's like, I the shall little, take the hard yes. covers, please. So okay, you'll have so to look at how you just sold me on this. Oh my gosh, it's it has so taken good. literally the entirety of our company and working together for me right. to be sold on this. Seven years, Rachel. Right, that should be a sales like that. That should be encouraging to anybody struggling with sales. It took <laughs> seven years for Rachel to sell me on this story. Well, I don't get to talk about it like this very often as to why I love it. Um, yeah. Okay, you. You go home and hand me, like, bring me the set. And I need, I mean the set because if I love it, I'll go through it fast. Okay. And, okay, maybe like the first two books and first then we two. can go from there. Okay. The only rules are if you're going to I won't take, write in it. Well, that, but um, you're not allowed to, to eat well, and you, because they're Josh's hardcover books. You oh, might want to pick a different might, one. And how he's about got I very specific rules about Seriously? Yes. Okay. Yes, he does. <laughs> I will honor that because he, he... Then maybe you can't snack with them and you can't go, read them in the bathtub. Those are my two rules. But I am a very messy eater and I have dropped books in the bathtub. So I understand. I might need to go buy my own. Because <laughs> it seems like there's a lot of rules. First of all, what kind of a fool doesn't eat when they're reading? Right, exactly. I mean, sorry, Josh. I love you. But <laughs> second, I drop books in the bathtub too. Yeah, I know. And I still read them in there. And they're big, heavy books. So for a while there, when I was having all my nerve problems, like I couldn't even hold the book up. That, that's honestly part of the reason why I didn't read as much last year is because holding onto a book was really hard for me sure. to do. Yeah. Um, and I I don't like audiobooks. I don't know what to do. Like, okay. am I supposed to just sit and listen? And if I'm doing something, I forget things or I miss things. So I don't know. Maybe I'll download them on my iPad. And that's way less of a commitment. Okay. I've never dropped my iPad in the thing. There's a first time for everything, but I never have. So, okay. Okay, well, you sold one person on this. Well, I have to read the um, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, yes, too. Yes, you, you do. Know, I love the Hunger Games as well. It's, I mean, it, it is my happy place. I mean, I've even gotten Josh to read Twilight. No, he didn't read it. He Did he read the to Hunger Games? He has listened to some of the Hunger Games, because we have most of them on Audible, because he loves audible that's how okay. he listens to all of his stuff because he has long periods of time at work where right. it's just him in a room by himself so he listens to books right he's okay. gone through way more books than i have in well, the last year. <laughs> i'm gonna have to dive into this series wheel of time i remember you guys reading this 
way back when, when mm-hmm. you were friends. And I was just like, this sounds boring. You didn't explain it to me. I think there was a lot you were hiding from yourself, even if this is a story well, that you know. is so close to your heart. I mean, so, I, I mean, we started it when I was married to somebody else. And I'm reading it the second time through right. married to some. And I don't know. think that. Um, and I, you know, when there's a love triangle, <clears throat> I just can't even. Right. I just can't even. And there's not necessarily, there is kind of a love triangle, but it's definitely this sweet coming of age story on how you, who you end up with and why it matters as far mm-hmm. as the quest that you're on and who is the best if you would have explained it this way to me way back when seven I years ago i would have explained it this way this like, sounds this is amazing seven years later i've gone through some right. explanation of okay. why i love this book because back then you were like it's a really good book, but it's really long. And it's, I mean, you told me all the bad things about it. So I was just like, no, I thank you. I wasn't very good at sales back then. And I'm like, listen, this is why you don't want to read it. So I did not think that this episode was going to end up being almost 30 minutes long. But I didn't either. I was I like, mean, how long have we like been talking? 15 minutes, 28 minutes, Rachel, good thing right we now. only picked three books. Right? I know. Because you just sold me on the whole series. And now I'm like, I need all of them. That is my plot. Is Your to, plot? Well, Your plot? Yeah. Your plan? Not plot. What's the word I'm thinking of? <laughs> I'm not writing a plot, um, but that's my plan is to get yes. is to get people in on this series. Okay. So, um, I think all the books that we've shared today are books that people right. will enjoy. Right. Will... If you're looking for one book, right. then we've got a recommendation for you. If you're looking to dive into some new world, yep. another recommendation for you. Hunger Games is right in the middle of those Right in two. the middle. That's only a four book commitment if you mm-hmm. dive into that series. So plus there's movies to go with it. Well, and honestly, Hunger Games with the movies, um, they stay they pretty, stay pretty close. Yes. And there are some that just and don't. what they do change is good. Mm-hmm. And I wish would have been changed in that. Like I that's my favorite thing about the Hunger Games is how it ends mm-hmm. the exact same way as the books end. Yep. I love that. I very rarely am OK with people turning things into books like right mm-hmm. now I am vetoing watching the series coming out for wheel of time and josh is like can you give it a chance i'm like no no i cannot like they're going to wreck my most favorite book ever and he's like i understand they're doing this as a series honey it's not a movie like they're gonna be able oh, to no, do no, no. more and they I'm like, did that with shadow hunters and it's horrible right? we all watched it's horrible we the all movie was horrible it. The, it was i mean the, i feel like the character development in the mortal interest or the characters that the actors they picked for the characters did a great job of portraying the characters like yep. that was right, but they messed up the whole script. Right. I mean, and Divergent was a complete that was horrible rain wreck, and I was like, so yeah, I'm yeah. still. And a then the bit- Shadowhunters had their own series, and that just wasn't good either. Right. So yeah, whatever. And, yeah, I have not other. I mean, Harry Potter did pretty good, and Shadowhunters, not Shadowhunters, and Hunger Games did pretty mm-hmm. good. But at this point, I'm still like. Um, let me see what all the fans I are understand. saying before. Yeah. So I'm like, what if they get my characters wrong? Like, right. There's a certain way in my head. So I get it. Gosh, fiction all right, people guys. are weird. We I mean, are. We care a lot. People. And chances are you're listening to this. And if you're a fiction person, too, and you're into fandoms, you're just nodding your head being like, yeah, uh-huh, me right. too. Because we we care. We do. We care about these We care these very things. deeply. Probably more than we should. We do. we do. So anyway, that is our show today. Way longer than we thought because Rachel sold me on a whole series of 14 <laughs> books. You heard it. You got to listen to it happen. And um, I'm sure that I will dive into this and bring it up once I start. So 
Um, all right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you want to hang out with us more um, and have us show up in your email box with some fun encouragement, some um, great freebies that will help you with your life, leadership, and business skills, um, head on over to raymateam.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page and sign up for our VIP email list. It's the place to go to hear from us every week. In fact, we show up in your email box three times a week with personal stories, with encouragement, um, up-to-date information on the events and programs and books that are coming out, as well as weekend encouragement Um, sometimes we give you freebies from the vault. Sometimes we, um, just pop in with an encouraging word that, uh, a lot of people have emailed us back saying, this is exactly what I needed. So if you need that, head over to raymateam.com. That's R-A-Y-M-A-T-E-A-M.com. And, uh, we will be here with you next week with another new episode. Until then, rise up, lead well, and live with intention. Hey guys, thanks again for listening. Before you go, would you mind doing us a favor? We would love to hear your takeaways. So please leave us a review and a comment. You might just hear your name in a future episode when you do. This show is produced by Rayma Team Media, a division of Rayma Team LLC. If you'd like to learn more about how you can work with us, visit raymateam.com. That's www.rayma. T-E-A-M dot C-O-M. All right. Our coffee is cold, so we gotta go. See you next week.